Thank you for joining me again for another episode of Take Back Dad. As always, today's episode is inspired by yet another experience I had out in this crazy world. I'll be exploring a little bit how we develop and hold on to good habits that create a beneficial and harmonious process in our day-to-day activities with our kids. I'll admit though this topic did not come as easily as others because there's a lot of nuance here and it's not always easy for me to accurately explain certain nuances, especially when these experiences are so common, but bear with me as I dig into this and try to make sense out of it. I recently went to a family gathering. We live close to a lot of families, so when we have a family gathering like this, we're packed in pretty tight. I grabbed my food from the buffet line we'd set up and nestled in at the table, and I scarfed my food down pretty quick. I got out of the way for my wife to take the same spot at the table as well, and she sat down with our baby, and I stood next to them and proceeded to feed our baby little bits of rice. Nothing crazy out of the ordinary was happening. Everything was happening like any other family gathering, but that's when something kind of weird happened, and to be honest, I can't even remember what the conversation was specifically about. I only vaguely remember it was about raising a baby. Through the back and forth, I must have agreed to something or shared an example of things that I did at home with the baby. Whatever I said was of no consequence. I don't even remember the specific topic. I remember the response to my comment quite well, though, as it caught me by surprise. In the middle of our casual conversation at the table, somebody looked straight at my wife in response to one of my comments and said, Now that is a well-trained husband. She had this victorious and impressed look on her face. I don't want to infer too much from the look on her face and the manner in which she said this, but it almost seemed like there was an unspoken mom club that you could only join when you successfully learn how to train your husband to do things the way mom wants things to be done. So let's flip this. Imagine the same scenario, but one of the dads at the table looks to me as the husband and compliments me on how well I've trained my wife. I don't think that'd go over very well. Not only that, I wouldn't feel overly comfortable allowing somebody to assume that my wife's behavior is a product of my doing and my conditioning. I did not marry her to change her. I didn't marry her assuming that our life together would be a product of my will. I can't see the future, and I don't have the right answer for everything. I did a quick Google search on this topic. Uh, I think my search specifically was something like, do we train our spouses? Question mark. I used the word spouse, not husband or wife, and not only did most of my results focus on women training their husbands, boyfriends, or men, the results I got were very one-sided. Here are the related searches I got. How to train your husband book. How to train your husband wiki. How to train your husband rating. How to train your husband movie wiki. How to teach a lesson to arrogant husband. How to train your man in 21 days. How to train your man to treat you right. How to Train Your Husband Netflix I'm sure you don't see many posts about training a wife, well, because it's derogatory and borderline sexist. I chewed on this comment for a while. I was really trying to figure out what about this comment bothered me so much because I don't disagree that I need continual training to be a better husband or father. I don't disagree that my wife providing positive reinforcement to me is a bad thing either. I don't think this is negative at all, to be honest. It's an easy way to tell your spouse that they did something you like. It's like saying thank you. Nothing wrong with saying thank you. Nothing wrong with being sincerely grateful for service rendered, either. 
I really try to welcome my wife's coaching and training with parenting. She's better at a lot of things than I am. I can think of a few right off the top of my head. Dressing our baby, changing the baby, bathing the baby, singing our baby to sleep at bedtime, nurturing our baby, especially when she isn't feeling well. And it's not that I can't do these things, and it's not that I don't. I simply think my wife is better at them than I am. It seems to come easier to her. What I think really bothered me is twofold. First, it is that this comment was directed at my wife as a compliment for molding and conditioning my behavior, like I was a blank slate that needed to be molded into a dad because I was somehow incapable, like I wasn't capable of arriving at good father behaviors on my own and needed a mom to tell me how to parent. I started wondering why is it that any good behavior I engage in as a father is a product of my wife's conditioning. Is it not possible that I train myself? Is it not possible that we arrived on my behavior through discussion and reason and logic? Inherent and implied in this compliment was that my wife was the true source of the structure of our household, the true source of authority in our household, that I was not involved in the decisions with my wife. The second reason this bothered me is that it caused a lot of introspection. I began to think to myself, where might I be falling short so bad that my wife feels like she needs to engage in some form of training to change my behavior as a dad? Inherent in the idea of training is to provide a reward for a desired action. An example? You say sit to your dog, the dog sits, and you give the dog a treat. So, is this what my wife has to do to get me to help? Does she have to come up with some sort of reward system? Why would it need to devolve to this? I mean, I'm not a dog. I am capable of reasoning and analyzing situations and behaviors that are working and not working. I am capable of recognizing and engaging in activities and behaviors that are inherently useful and completely void of any reward at all. I don't, and I should not, need a reward to be a dad and do good dad things. And I think this is the point right here that is the source of why this bothered me a little bit. I should be teachable. I should be trainable. I should welcome it when people share wisdom with me, right? Here's the thing, too. My wife absolutely helps me be a better dad and husband. She has certainly helped mold my behavior. I welcome it, and I love her for it. I accept her help. That said, we didn't arrive at acceptable behaviors through a process of training me like we train our dogs. I'm, again, not completely void of reason and logic. We discuss things. We come up with game plans together. We're equal and willing partners in discussing and creating the best behaviors possible to create the most harmony in our family. And we set these expectations early and we discuss them and we plan them. Let me give you an example. When our baby first came home, there were, of course, the inevitable middle-of-the-night feedings. I wanted to help. Yes, we had that conversation where it didn't make sense for both of us to be up for potentially hours and both be tired. I wanted to help as much as I could, so we discussed how we could share the midnight feedings so they were quick, efficient, and maximized our sleep. After a few nights, we landed on a simple plan where my wife would wake up when it was time to feed the baby. As she was getting close to finishing with the feeding, she would wake me up. My wife used a little silicone hand pump called the Haka to get extra milk during the feeding, so I would run the extra milk downstairs and bag it and freeze it, and then take over with the baby change her, rock her, and put her down to sleep. To be honest, we got pretty good at this. My wife was able to get up and go back down within a half hour. So was I. 
She didn't need to employ some sort of training scheme where she rewarded me if I happened to wake up and freeze some milk and then take the baby and put the baby back down to sleep. She didn't need to bribe me. I give her credit in seeking help during these midnight feedings, and I take credit in knowing we could arrive at a possible plan to maximize my wife's sleep in the middle of the night. And it worked wonderfully. I actually got really good at rocking our baby to sleep, and I could get her down in less than five minutes after a week or so. This plan was not my wife's plan, and it was not my plan, it was our plan. The plan didn't come from a mother-knows-best playbook, a father-knows-best playbook, but it came from a parenting trial and error playbook. We did it together, and you know what? I was proud that we did it. I was proud that we came up with a plan together, and it worked. A thought came to my mind as I was pondering this comment that was said at the dinner table. I was chatting with my wife about this, and I simply asked her, Is this a well-received compliment? Would it make you proud knowing that I was a trained husband to your standard? Would it make you proud that your husband acted and behaved how you want him to because you trained him and not due to his own reason, volition, or proactiveness? Simply put, her answer was no. She expressed that behind the compliment was an insult at dad's, and by accepting the compliment, it was inherently reinforcing the insult. Here's the thing, though. This whole conversation went on without any awkwardness, without any pause. Nobody thought anything of it at the time. Nobody looked at me, waiting to see my reaction. Nobody looked at this individual incredulously, wondering why she would say such a thing. Nobody reacted at all, because it's normal. It's normal to hear a dig on dads. It's normal for dads to be the receiving end of jokes. And that's what this was. It was a joke. I am not offended, nor do I hold a grudge. Uh, She didn't mean anything malicious with this comment. In fact, I know this individual well, and we have a wonderful relationship, and I love her dearly. What I took away from this experience was that even the most generous and loving people unconsciously and unintentionally forward these digs on dads because the message is so subtle and so mainstream that we simply don't realize that we're doing it and that it can be destructive. I couldn't stop thinking about this comment, though. While I recognized that it was a veiled dig at dads and men, I also realized that there was a pill here I needed to swallow. I was thinking to myself, well, I do need training from my wife. I came to a realization. If I as a dad need some sort of additional reward or positive reinforcement to continue doing or start doing a behavior that my wife needs, then I might be missing something. I might be missing an opportunity to be proactive and seek opportunities to serve and help. Another example here. On Sundays, my wife and I go to church. My wife is much better at dressing the baby than I am. I always feel like I'm pulling her arms off. So I assumed the best way I could help was to stay out of her way because I would probably slow the whole process down. So my wife usually got our baby ready for church, and we were usually a couple minutes late to church. I completely missed an opportunity here because what was happening was our baby was napping right up until we had to leave, and I was getting ready at the same time that the baby was waking up. Not only did we have to dress her, my wife needed to feed her. Naturally, if my wife is feeding her, she isn't completely dressed and ready to leave. There were way too many blowouts and spit-ups at this stage. So, it would make sense for me to jump in and change and dress the baby so my wife could finish getting ready. Rather than leave the task of getting the baby ready completely to my wife, I absolutely could have seen the need for me to get ready earlier so I could devote those few minutes right before we had to leave to helping 
get the baby ready for church. I missed it, though. She had to bring it up and explain to me that if I just got ready a few minutes earlier and was ready to help the baby, it would be a game changer. We could let the baby get a longer nap and work together to get her ready for church. Instead of being a little frustrated that we were leaving a little late, when I am ready even just a few minutes earlier, we are able to move a lot quicker. We can help each other optimize our behaviors through communication, not a reward system in a classical conditioning scenario. When I first heard this comment at the dinner table about being a well-trained dad, I was a little offended. I'm not now, but I was. Through further consideration, I've landed on a conclusion where a few things can be true at once. I am not a dog, I am a dad, and I do need all the training I can get. If the net result of any behavior I adopt, even via training from my wife, is positive and harmonious, well, then that's a win. What's also true is that we as dads are absolutely capable of seeking out and initiating this training. We are capable of being proactive, we are capable of solving problems, we are capable of coming up with creative ways to solve problems. We are pragmatic and we can benefit our families with problem solving. And if we aren't being organically proactive, then yes, we just might need some training. And you know what? That's okay. My biggest takeaway from this experience is actually twofold. First, there is nothing wrong with being a well-trained husband. If I got my training from my wife, a book, trial and error, or wherever, as long as this training resulted in a benefit for my family, then I consider this a good thing. Second thing, I should be an active leader in my own training as a dad. I should seek opportunities to do better and be better. I still don't know what I don't know, so if there is some good dad wisdom out there, I want it. Learning where the gaps are isn't always easy though, but it's worthwhile to me to learn where they are so I can grow and be a better dad. Upon becoming a dad, I quickly realized that I did need my wife's help. I need her all the time. Her perspective, skills, and strengths are very enriching for me. They provide depth that I couldn't have gotten to on my own. And I believe the best scenario for our baby is for both my wife and I to develop our strengths and seek coaching from each other when necessary. We'll just be better humans this way. I do not believe that in order to be a good father, I need to be a product of my wife's conditioning. I am fully capable of becoming a well-trained, very competent father. There are certain things I do differently than my wife, and that's okay. I think that's actually a really good thing. I am not backup mom for my baby. I am dad. If I tried to be backup mom, I would fail miserably, and it would be worse for my baby. This is why I think this initial comment irritated me a little bit. It played on this idea that my wife needed to train me to be her backup that I didn't bring any unique talent or strength to the situation and my wife had to do it all, that I as a dad was just a tool in mom's toolbox. This isn't true. But, to be fully honest, I can see how easily it would be to get there. I can see how easy it would be to outsource all parental responsibility to my wife. It would make it easy to play certain cards. For example, if I abdicate all parenting to my wife, then I can outsource difficult situations to her and feign ignorance or incompetence as the reason I shouldn't be the one to take care of this tough situation. And if I'm doing this, well, then you're darn right. I have put myself in a position where I'm simply a backup mom and I'm absolutely going to be treated like some simple beast or a dog that needs training. Here's an example. We recently went to Disney World. I know, a little crazy to take an 8-month-old 
to Disney World, uh, but we did. And we were walking around a store at Epcot when our baby needed a bum change. I volunteered. Here's the thing. I do not like changing my baby anywhere but on her changing bed in our nursery at home. I don't like all the variables to be different. Just stresses me out a little bit. And to make it worse, those changing tables in the men's restrooms, probably the same changing tables in the women's restrooms. Anywho, the changing tables in public restrooms aren't great. I'm grateful for them, but I don't like them. So, I grabbed our baby and set out for the bathroom. Luckily, there was a nice Disney worker who saw my face and could tell I was looking for the bathroom. He caught my attention immediately and said, A few more steps to your right, and you're right there. When I got there, I got all set up. I have this cool diaper backpack by this company called Tactical Baby Gear. I have no affiliation with them at all. I just like the backpack. I would recommend it to anybody. It has a detachable changing pad. So I spread this changing pad out, laid my baby down, and proceeded to change her. Let's just say there was a lot. It was almost a gnarly blowout, but it wasn't quite there. So I got her diaper off, and she peed everywhere. Got all over my backpack, all over my hands, and I'm over here trying to triage this situation and trying to catch all this pee, and it was going everywhere. I had a diaper in one hand, a wipe in the other, and I was just trying to catch all this pee that was going everywhere. To no avail, it was all over me and my stuff. That said, I did manage to keep her pretty clean. So, once I think I have it under control, she pees again. And again, it's everywhere. Couldn't believe it. While this all was happening, there was a guy behind me waiting for the table, and another guy in one of the stalls that was throwing up so hard we were all actually really worried about him. This whole situation really felt like a battle scene. In the end, though, I walked a clean baby back to the family as if this was a boring routine diaper change. Sure, I certainly complained a little bit about it because the whole situation got a little crazy, but I got it done. The point here is that my wife was right in the middle of shopping and spending a great time with her mom and sister. I could tell she was having a good time. She mentioned she was going to need to leave to change the baby. I was tempted to let her because I didn't want to change our baby on a gross changing table. She would have done it too. She would have marched right out of there without skipping a step, but she didn't have to that time. I share this story with you because I realized that I'm tempted to do this a lot. I have to fight it. I've caught myself thinking about who was going to change or feed our baby rather than simply thinking, does my baby need changed or does my baby need fed? There have been a few times where I asked my wife, do you want me to change her? And I was secretly hoping that the answer would be, nope, I got it. That way, I would appear to be willing, but secretly not wanting to participate at all. And this is such an easy trap to fall into. In closing... I think there is some room for growth here. I still don't think that comment at the dinner table was appropriate nor accurate. It was an ignorant comment and promotes a false narrative about dads, a narrative I fully reject. That said, we can choose to be proactive or reactive when it comes to training ourselves to be better dads. I think we can change a lot of minds and certainly promote more harmony in our families if we simply do what needs to be done rather than just be willing to help out if asked if we commit to being a little more teachable, and especially if we commit to being a little more proactive. 